the views and opinions expressed on Geek Father are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their affiliates, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is for the parents and not for the kiddies. Geek Fire! Can you try one more time and say no. Geek Father real loud? Geek Fire way out! Hey, boys and girls, welcome to a new episode of The Geek Father. This is a hard episode to do. I'm recording the day of, it's November 12th, it's after 10.30 tonight. It's been a long day uh, for everybody in the genre, man. What more can I say? We've we've lost the icon of all icons, really. Mr. Stan Lee is gone, man. Even now, I, I mean, it, it's emotional for for all of us. It, it's tears have been going all day, man. It's been the waterworks. So I just to try to keep things on track. I, you know, I was gonna do just one of my random episodes and everything, but today I, re- I really felt like that we we really should talk about Stan Lee, man. Uh, especially from the geek father perspective, dude. He, um, f- f- the father of comics, him and Jack Kirby, man, uh, paved the way. Paved the way, but not only did they just pave the way for comics, creating great works of art, writing, and everything, man. They they set the example. They set the bar, dude. You know he he put it all out there. Uh, one one you know the Facebook, the social media is probably the most filled I've seen about one subject since all the crap last week about voting and stupid politics or the stupid part of politics there were some good ones out there i i mean it's it's crazy how much this one person now granted i mean let let, let me put that out out here for all the naysayers yes he worked with a ton and ton of people again jack kirby being one of the main ones one again one of the more iconic but the partnerships that he created and him being the face of marvel him you know the idea man the really putting it out there and writing so many of the stories uh it 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 explains why why he's the the figurehead on, on so much of this i mean and and he made it his passion well, I was going to say one of the great... I, I'm not going to be able to quote him because I'm not cheating or looking at anything right now. But uh, he basically said for years he was worried about that he was just making comic books. Um, that he was behind so many people uh, who were actually creating, you know, or making, say, furniture, stuff that you use in a regular business. But then he realized that entertainment was just as much needed as anything else was. And... He personified that, that entertainment, and again, I'm going to bring it into, I'm going to keep this more geek father, uh, because, well, first off, that's what I do, uh, we do have GUI doing, uh, another episode, uh, Strictly Stan Lee as well, of course, makes perfect sense this week, but Stan Lee being the father of the father, man, uh, you know, I... I grew up seeing this guy, man, and, you know, and for years you don't realize who he is or kind of know who he is, depending on your age, but man, th- this guy was everywhere. He had his hands in everything Marvel, which was great. He raised Marvel like a child, man, and good, bad times are true roller coaster, especially over just even the past couple decades. He did so much for everything and not only did he create these great works of art stories and everything on a personal note from for myself to some level 
but even friends that I had growing up, man, this was this was how they made it through the day. They're, you know, not the best family life they were growing up in or, you know, just having... It may have been an okay life, but, you know, we're just, you know, the parents were just like, they'd rather sit you in front of a TV than actually interact. And so to keep it simple is, man, he he was a father figure to those who really didn't have one. Like friends of mine that I, I, I supported as well, but, you know, you could only do so much when you're the same age. You don't realize the full story like either they may do or, you know, whoever else is involved. So e- even just Stan Lee and his soapbox, man, uh, really telling the world how how it should be, man. It's it, he was always a guiding light. Is really what it comes down to. Always fighting against e- uh, racism. The the fact of being gender shouldn't be a problem of anything. You know, it's. Uh, race, creed, religion, anything like that, you can, you can always find a way to work together, man. And Stan Lee was doing that for decades, long, you know, before it became a popular thing, PC thing, whatever it may be, man, he's always had that belief, and he instilled that. You could see that in all of his work, and, and that's why I say he's a true father figure of not only the modern-day era of comics, but just life in general, man. He he really raised this up, and, and I'm sorry, I know I'm jumping uh, around a little bit. It's emotional. L- Logan's been trying to talk to me a little bit, and so, but I'm trying to keep my head in the game a little bit so I can do the episode without having a complete breakdown and sobbing like a big baby like I did earlier today. Really, what what I wanted to do, let, let me get out some key points that I wanted to make sure I came across. Like I said, I'm, I'm keeping this more in the Geek Father-centric type thing. I... You know, because that's really the way I, I was viewing things. You know, it wasn't the fact of oh, the nerds around the world. Which I mean, we are we're all sad and everything. But Stanley helped raise all of us, man. For for a few different generations, he really helped raise and instill proper values of just being a decent human being, a decent person, regardless if you have blue skin, a tail. You know, something that you may not even see on the inside. You look like the average Joe walking down the street, but you have something inside you that sets you apart. Either way, it shouldn't make a difference. And Stan Lee, bless his soul, man, for whatever high power you believe in, is he he set the bar. Again, I mean, that's the only way I can put it. He set the bar, man. But I wanted to make sure I got out some key points, you know, again, besides, you know, his soapbox and in the back of the the comics was always so great. There's the picture of the one where he he really does talk about the, you know, if if you hate a person be just because of their race, like, and and he gets pretty specific on a couple of examples. You know, basically saying if a person that has this color skin did harm to you, and then you end up hating that whole race, you're the problem. You can have a dislike to a person, but don't blame a whole race of people for what one person did to you. I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. But I look it up. All of his soapboxes were great. And 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 if you and if you don't know what the Stanley soapbox is, find just old comics, man. And they're I believe they were in the back, if I remember correctly. You know, with some of the articles, little things for sale, toys, X-ray glasses, stuff like that. Great stuff. Great words of wisdom. But again. 
uh, Stanley family man first off on a personal level. He, even though there there's always been a few things of this has been said or this supposedly was done and everything, even in just recent years, he's always looked out for his family, you know, and, and th- that's always been an important, you know, his loving wife for years, who unfortunately we also lost last year, was a, always been a supporter of Stanley, always there for him, and it, it was great to see them interact, but just more of the nerd-centric stuff of what he would do, I mean, to say set the example, I mean, he went against the Comic Code Authority, Comic Code's Authority, I believe, CCA, if I'm if I'm remembering that correctly, again, it's it's been a whirlwind of a day, but he not only did he help incorporate that authority, he defied that authority as well. Uh, when he did that uh, three story arc uh, Spider Man, where Harry Osborn was on LSD or something, because the authority wasn't going to let him talk about drugs, but he was like, no, we got to talk about drugs. It's 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 not promoting it. It's actually putting them in the proper light. To show how bad they can be and different things. Now, of course, you know, I don't want to hear about the, oh, LSD can be fun. And No, dude, it kills people, dude. And and he needed to portray that properly. And that and that's a great story, first off, because I, we all know Spider-Man is his, like, main baby as well. But he, he set great examples of that, of, the, like, where you... You can put things in place for a reason, and it's a good reason. However, you've got to still be able to defy those odds, man. And he led us through that. Like, you don't, you know, I I don't want to say you should always avoid violence because, I mean, you do when you can. Uh, Let me put it that way. You, uh, but he he fought against that, and that that was a great example set. Period. Um, Now again, uh, you know, just. Just so you are familiar with his works of art and what he really brought into the world. And if you think about these characters, man, on how they did things, first off with Fantastic Four, always a great metaphor for family. Even with Ben Grimm not being blood related to somebody and, you know, things, you know, Reed Richards wasn't either. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. A great family unit, uh, you know, coming together, overcoming atrocity, that type of thing, you know, where... It was there, and of course, you know, Spider-Man, the great adolescence, man, you want to talk, man, he explained adolescence so great through that character, Peter Parker, talk about being stuck between a rock and a hard place constantly, which is usually your teenage life. Now, again, it's not as dramatic or doesn't involve superpowers, or at least if I wouldn't think so, but he portrayed it perfectly, as, and especially for already being an adult. Now, a younger adult at that point, obviously, for him to be able to portray that, to really, uh, you know, put that out there, a great figure. And then, of course, you know, the Incredible Hulk, you know, the, you know, anger, mental, you know, anxiety, depression issues, you know, however you want to put it, politically correct or not, you know, in in other words, if if you see those characters, he he had a great way of where where they were of split mind essentially, and the way he had them handle situations, good and bad, was so realistic even for a comic book. But then you get into, of course, X Men, just being different on a completely genetic level. Again, some things you can see, some things you can't, and that's really I mean, and again, adolescent life when. when when you really look at things like that, because you don't know what other people may be going through, you don't know what they have 
built up inside of them. And sometimes there are physicalities of things that set people aside and people are not always accepting. I mean, and then, of course, you get into Black Panther, which, of course, is one, one of the great great stories and especially for uh black panther to come out before there was a black panther party and how that was set up and uh, obviously you know uh stanley has always been stand up against a you know he's always been anti-racism for long long before the movements and stuff in the 60s and all that and one of the funniest stories about black panther again you know you see all the great stories floating around online so you can see it very easily but i'll give you the the cliff note on it essentially is that he was told by the high up people at the time he wasn't in charge at that point and they were like you need to put more white people in the black panther series run so he had black panther fighting the ku klux klan so perfect i again one of those great little jabs to where you do what you're told but yet you're still setting your your standard on how it's going to be done and it's your way and it's great uh i mean what else can i say other than the man realized who the youth was how how to reach out to the generations coming up as well. He always, again, I've, I've used so many of my key, of key words, my key words, anybody else's where, you know, he was a family man. He set a great example. He set the bar. He led the way for so, so many people and, but did it in such a relatable way with comics and the characters that he created and co-created. He is the ultimate father figure. And, I, I will always, always appreciate that for him, to him, about him. He he put it all out there when he started doing comics and gave so much, much many of us, a guiding light into life that, yes, you, you'll hit bumps in the road, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, and I'm using all the cliches here, but how else do you want me to explain it? You know, uh, St- Stanley put it all out there. And again, I was about to say where he, he really thought about the youth and how he needed to continue that as well. You know, there, there were various foundations he did, but of course, one of the main ones is just the Stanley foundation where, uh, about literacy and the arts and everything, making sure children just knew the simple fact of you can, you know how to write a story, you know how to draw a picture, you know how to do, turn these very basic elements and turn it into not only just an art form, but a way of life. You know, there there was the Stan Lee's Kids Universe that he did, um, was related to, I think it eventually turned into like his YouTube channel for some of the shows, but very just child-oriented on so many things, and he received numerous awards for all this stuff as well. But again, a very impactful man, and I know I, I, I've kind of jumped around on this one, but the, this is a very emotional day and days for so many of us. Stan Lee, one of the greatest minds, one of the greatest entertainers, one of the greatest leaders that we have ever seen. Gave the best advice, gave, he gave it all, man. And, and really, and, and you, you take it and use, use it or not. It is all I can say. I mean, and there's fans on so many levels to the from the obsessive to the people who basically knew who he was just from the Marvel movies. And then there's someone like me kind of in the middle where, again, I going back, bring this full circle at this point, because I know I've jumped around. Hopefully I've made some sense in this. Uh, this is just really my way of grieving 
on, on this. You know, we, we've lost a lot of famous people, but no one has led us or given us a finer example than Stanley on how to live everyday life. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, e even when your main competitor is throwing out props to you, DC did so much. And, you know, what Stanley did for the Just Imagine series where he reimagined like Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and everything. For DC, th those are still some, that, man, those are some great stories. You know, but when, when your main competitor has the biggest respect for you you set the right example and you bring a community together which is a, one thing i've always preached on here man is we are of one community we're of one people um regardless of who we are where we come from man we we got to make it work together so i'm gonna cut it at that i'm today's been draining again i hope this episode has made sense i just really had to let this out the way i I wanted to make sure part of the reason why I started Geek Father was Stanley, man. He, he's definitely an integral part of the backbone to why I do this, man. Again, a great example for everything. So I, I will leave it at that. I'm not going to end out normal. I will just say a moment of silence. And for all you true believers, Excelsior. GUIPodcast.com Clear your calendars, geeks, because the Creatures Grim are back this year for their sixth annual toy run. We're going into the season of giving and no better way to give back a little bit by bringing $10 or an unwrapped toy to the 6th Annual Creatures Grim Toy Run. The event is on Saturday, November 17th, starting at Ultracolor Systems of Richmond at 8611 Telegraph Road in Glen Allen, Virginia. Bike registration is at 11 and kickstands are up at noon. There will be several stops along the way throughout Richmond, ending up at another round bar and grill on Brook Road for live music from 59H2O, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Missing One, and Kill the Druid. Yours truly will be emceeing the event, so you can uh, look forward to all my uh, shitty dad jokes and puns. And this event is to benefit the MCV Children's Hospital. The event includes a raffle with prizes from Two Pitlers Tattoo, Engine and Frame, Third Eye Richmond, Mongrel Fitness, Built Well Incorporated, Bad Dad Custom Motorcycle Finishes, and more. Give back to the kids. Give back to the community. Join the Creatures Grim for their sixth annual ride. More information is on the front page at GYPodcast.com or just look up the sixth annual Creatures Grim toy run on Facebook to get to the event page. See you on the 17th. I know you're running around town getting ready for the holidays, buying stuff for your friends and family. Well, why not take a little bit of time for yourself and come to our next Beautiful Disasters B-Movie Night, November 28th at Strange Ways Brewing Company at 2277 Dabney Road in Richmond, Virginia for our November movie event. The theme for November is Shop Till You Drop. The Schlockometer checklist includes furniture store freakiness, electrifying robotic security, eye lasers, and head explosions. All the things you come to expect at the mall when shopping for the holidays. So come on down November 28th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. for another free movie night at Strange Waves Brewing Company with the Beautiful Disasters podcast. Doors are at 6.30, film starts at 7, 21 and up, and again, it's free. For more information, go to GUIPodcast.com.